Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening. This is uh, this is Hurricane Central here in Tampa. We're a little bit north. If you're watching this, hopefully you're staying safe. If you're in the great state of Florida, hopefully you are following any kind of local guidelines. But honestly, we, before we even start the show, I want to send our thoughts and uh, warmest wishes and prayers to anybody that's impacted by this storm. Hopefully you can get 30 minutes of, uh, of a reprieve by uh, listening to our preview show tonight or whenever you may uh, watch or listen to this. But again, hope you're staying safe. Hope that, um, you know, you're, you're following again, local, local ordinances, local guidelines, because nothing is more important than your safety, certainly not a football game uh, or, or any team, but uh, stay safe out there. And uh, if, if you need, need anything, make sure you contact local authorities and, and uh, don't, don't try and be a hero at this point. Um, that said, we are going to preview the game tonight. We are going to uh, talk a little bit about Florida State Wake Forest this weekend. Richie is a an essential worker. Uh, we learned a lot about essential workers over the last year or so, a year or two maybe. And uh, so he is unavailable, not here, not around. He should be back on Sunday, no problem at all. So it's just me. It's a one-man show today. If you tune in for just Richie, I'm sorry. You can thumbs up and, and like us on your way out. But we will get right into it. Florida State plays Wake this weekend. Um, spread opened up at like four, four and a half, all the way up to seven now. Scheduled for 3.30. Um, the hurricane looked like it might have impacted that. Doesn't look like it's going to now. But we will bring on our guest from the Demon Deacon Digest. His name is Les Johns. He is our guest on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Doug Rohan and Rohan Law have been our good luck charm sponsors. With a 4-0 start to the season, Rohan Law will help you with your personal injury matters. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs, and Doug graduated from FSU's law school. Just like we enjoy talking strategy, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 850-99-NOLES. That's 850-99-NOLES to talk about your case for free. You can give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter at Rohan Law. Check them out. They are your best friend on your worst day. All right, let me add them to the stream here. Les Johns from the Demon Deacon Digest. Les, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, TJ. Thanks for having me on. Um, and I'll echo your thoughts, just, uh, you know, my thoughts and sentiments and, you know, out to the folks in Florida who are being impacted by Hurricane Ian. Uh, I've got a niece that's in the Orlando area. She told me a little bit earlier today that, they're expecting two feet of rain, which uh, seems a bit excessive. So, uh, you know, obviously thinking about her and, and her daughter, Cassie, during this time and, and hope that everybody stays safe and does the smart things over the next few days to to make it out on the other side. Yeah, it's it's crazy how the things shift and change and and everything else. But, you know, we thought we were going to take it really bad. And and my mom lives in Orlando and said, like, hey, come stay with us. And now I'm. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't go stay with them. Um, and, and yeah, we, you know, again, more than, more than any game, more than any score or anything else, you know, we, we, we hope you guys are safe. And, and if you are being impacted by this, hopefully this will give you a, a little bit of something to take your mind off of it. Um, again, you can, you can replace things, but people, people are tough to replace. So <laughs> just be safe out there. Um, we'll start with that. That's probably a good way to start. Uh, if you're watching, if you're listening, we are typically at live at Baycan and Beer Co. down there in Tampa. Obviously, they are closed right now, so doing it from the house. Um, shout out to Baycan and Beer Co. I'll throw a link here in the comments, and you can go to bavana.com 
and grab some of their delicious beer. The Maxwell's what I'll be sweet, sl- sipping on a little bit later tonight. But shout out Bay Cannon Beer Co. Sorry that we couldn't be down there. Again, it's not on us. It's, it's the hurricane. But uh, yeah, maybe that's a good place to start. Are you a beer guy, Les? What kind of beer you like? Oh, I'm really, uh, I'm really not a big beer drinker. Uh, when I do go out and have one, it's it's pretty something light, like a Blue Moon, or there's a there's a, a Deacon Brew here, you know, at the Wake Forest home games. That's very light. Uh, so yeah, and I'm also in a pretty stringent diet at the moment. I'm trying to drop mm. some pounds. Had some knee uh, knee surgery last year, and it's a uh, recurring uh, and being a big problem. So. Uh, I don't have calories to just throw away right now with, with beer. No offense to the beer drinkers. I don't mean that in any negative way. But. Beer, it, beer will crush your diet, man. Like <laughs> the calories are high. Um, so, well, I, I'll, uh, I'll see what we can do about getting you some, a four pack to, to have at your leisure from, uh, from Bay Cannon. Um, I want to try that Deacon brew. I, you know, I'll, I'll be up for the game next year. That sounds good. That's uh, I want to, I want to check that out. So um okay cool so talking about the hurricane we'll start with this i know you got introduced to you know fsu twitter a little bit uh over the last few days Uh, a lot has been made about coach clausen's comments about the hurricane and being safe i won't ask you to speak for someone else i know that you just report the news but with the storm moving across the middle of the state you're not seeing any you don't foresee any issues from the wake perspective at this point with this game being played, unless something pretty drastic happens? I mean, I'd be shocked if the game doesn't kick off at 3.30, you know, at, at Dope Campbell Stadium. I would be I would, I would, would be really surprised if that's not what happens now. I'm personally planning my journey. I'm, I'm starting my drive down early Friday morning. I'm going to try to avoid, you know, 8 a.m. Charlotte traffic. So I'm going to try to get out of here around 6 a.m. And and I'll probably move out a little bit further west than I normally would, just trying to avoid some of the heavier rain. But, uh, but yeah, I think the weather's looking good. I think, I think if I had to guess, I think the source of the acrimony from from a Dave Clawson perspective might have been that there weren't like arrangements earlier on in the week or maybe last weekend to go ahead and move it to a place in which we were sure you know, would be out of the range of of being impacted. Instead, it kind of lingered and dragged on, and it ended up that the forecast worked out, right? I mean, the track moved further and further east. Landfall went further and further south. And Tallahassee, you know, is is spared. But what if it had been the opposite way and if it moved further west or, or, or found landfall a little bit further north and all of a sudden it could be Wednesday or Thursday this week and it's and everybody would be kind of like holding the bag, yeah. wanting to yeah. know where that game was going to be played or if it was going to be played. So yeah. I think that was probably part of the acrimony. I would also guess this, that Dave Clawson is, works very hard at his craft. He's a very good football coach and he's very much a football guy. He may not have seen a forecast for a couple of days. You know, in his mind, he might have still been going on what we were seeing like Sunday or Monday morning, as opposed to all the things that we were seeing updated and seeing it move further east and further south. So uh, that's kind of my thought process. I was a little bit surprised at, at the messages he sent last night. But as you said, on the tweets, I was just conveying what he said, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and FSU did find me and, and that's fine. You know, I'm happy for the likes and the retweets and the QTs and the extra traffic on the site. All that's fine. Um, nobody really said anything that really offended me. It's, it's, it's kind of cool 
that Florida State is 4-0 and 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 that the fan base is really excited about Florida State football. I think uh, I think Florida State being good in football is good for the ACC. Sure. And it means that if Wake Forest gets the win on Saturday, it's a meaningful victory. It's not it's not a hollow victory like one could argue a win would have been the last couple of years, right? Yeah. And it would actually mean something. So this is two really good teams, and, and and I'm happy for the Florida State fan base. And quite honestly, there's no one out there that, that really annoyed me a whole lot. Well, you got you got off easy then, if that's the case, because they can be pretty brutal at times. Uh, you I, you may have mentioned this, or somebody else may have mentioned this, but I don't think it's a stretch, and we're maybe just theorizing now, and we'll talk about the game in, in just a moment. But you know, I think even FSU fans, really, until you know this week, where they you know find a find a reason to get mad about anything, uh, you know, like Clawson as a coach and think that he's pretty good, and I think he's pretty well liked anyway. But uh, you know. Either again, you may have alluded to, or somebody may have alluded to, just the fact that you think there's a little bit of holdover, uh, some angst from the 2020 cancellation when Florida State was kind of giving out the cancellations left and right to you guys and Clemson and everything else. I think I, I did allude to that on Twitter, just based from my perspective. It was based on all the people in my feed from the Florida State side that were saying forfeit. And my question back was, did they have that same energy in 2020? You know, yeah. that was my only response. Um, I know from a Wake Forest perspective, <clears throat> that cancellation was very last minute in 2020. You know, it impacted their ability to close out the season with the senior night game. Instead, they just had like a ceremony at, at Truist Field with hardly, I mean, there wouldn't have been anybody really there anyway, except for family, if I remember correctly. But uh, it was just a really awkward finish to the season. And from a Wake Forest perspective, they lost very winnable games that season no offense, to Florida State, to Miami, and to Duke, who was just terrible that year. So Wake Forest only had seven conference games where the rest of the conference all had nine or ten. And it's just one of those things that speaks to why Wake Forest Athletic Communications over the last month or two has gone with this um, theme of Wake Forest has the second most wins in the ACC over the last five years after Clemson when you take out the 2020 season. And there's a reason why they had that little disclaimer taken out the 2020 season. That's because Wake finished four and four in the regular season and only had seven conference games. They never had a chance to compete and they never had a chance to go out there and beat the teams in which they were probably, you know, favored to, to win. So um, is there some acrimony from a Wake Forest perspective? Maybe, maybe not, but I don't really know that entered into the equation of Clawson's comments uh, yesterday. It makes it more entertaining, so we, we'll go with it. We'll 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 say that that is the <laughs> makes it more fun. Um, Florida uh, Wake coming off of a, a pretty tough loss um, last week, where I, I kind of thought down the stretch, you know, they they kind of went away from what was working. You know, I've seen the stats, and um, you know, I think they only threw the ball a couple of times in the fourth quarter, and that's really what was what was working really well. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance or if anybody there on the beat has gotten a chance to ask Dave about that kind of going away from the past. Cause it, it, and we'll talk about Sam here in a minute, but it really seems to all kind of ride with him. And I know they run the ball well and they have that annoying mesh thing that nobody likes, but uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on, you know, the fourth quarter there, the loss at Clemson, is there any kind of carryover? What what are your thoughts just around that situation? Well, that's kind of two questions there, TJ, and I'll take them one at a time. One in terms of the decision to, to go away from the passing game, that was a question I asked Clawson in the post game, and I think it was 
revisited again yesterday a little bit as well. And that was more the, the Wake Forest slow mesh RPO system is designed to attack the area of the field in which they had the most opportunity to have a positive play. And in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter and in the overtimes, Clemson changed their defensive structure to all of a sudden not leave their secondary guys on an island against the Wake Forest receivers because obviously that wasn't working too well for them. So they had double coverage in the back. The box was no longer loaded. So Wake Forest was able to effectively run the ball. Um, So it was kind of like just given what the defense was allowing. And also with Wake, they got the ball four minutes to go. That's definitely a possession where you get the ball four minutes to go, the game is tied. You want that to be the final possession. You want to either win that game on less it could field goal or stick it in the end zone with the explosive play, but you really don't want to give the ball back to DJ and that Clemson offense that had had some recent success with the Wake Forest defense that was getting depleted and, and fatigued. So the goal on that drive was to have the last possession. They effectively did that but they didn't finish it off with the score primarily because they got off schedule. They had a, they had six straight runs, uh, which carved out two first downs, but then Justice Ellison was stopped for no gain or maybe a short loss. And then Sam Hartman was sacked, which brought up a third and 17. It was the sack that really took things off schedule. And at that point, Clawson wanted to make sure that the clock ran after that next play. So he had told Hartman that any, any completion was a good completion. So he ended up throwing underneath. Uh, Blake Whitehart uh, gained 12 on a pass over the middle, and it ended up bringing fourth and five. And Clemson had just kicked like a 53-yard field goal. So you didn't want to, like, take a chance there and have Clemson be just 15 yards away from field goal position, you know, with 40 or 50 seconds to go. So they went ahead and made the decision to punt and, and try to pin them back. So there were a couple decisions there that, you know, Wake Forest fans aren't necessarily really happy about in retrospect. You know, one is kind of abandoning the passing attack, and then that's also the the decision to punt. But uh, but those were kind of the reasons behind doing that. And then what was the second question? I know there was one. Yeah, any kind of carryover from that Clemson game? You think they'll you think they'll rebound pretty well? I mean, that's a we, we've seen teams go one of two ways with either emotional wins or emotional losses. What do you kind of expect? Yeah. You, this is you're right, and you, you Wake Forest can't let Clemson beat them twice. Now, if, yeah. if they go out, give their best effort, and Florida State's the better team on that particular day, I mean that's fine. You just kind of tip your cap to them, shake their hands, and and come on home to Winston Salem. But I think that if you're Wake Forest, you want to go out there and give your best effort. And I think that the the rationale behind folks believing they will is the fact that they've got 39 of their 85 scholarship players are fifth, sixth, or seventh-year guys. There's a lot of experience there. Um, so you hope that that type of experience allows folks to have those very emotional lows and then rebound and come back and, and give maximum effort the following week. There's also a group of guys who realize it's part of their last year playing college football, and they want to maximize the, the chances they have. And, you know, it's it, it's one of those things they, they know they can't come out and give a B or a C-level effort and beat a good Florida State team. They've got to give their best effort. They give the effort and execution that they get against uh, that they did against Clemson. They've got a really good chance of winning. If they don't, then they really don't have a chance of winning that game. So 
I think they know that. I've heard good things about practice last two days, and I've heard good things from the players. So we'll see how that pans out in, in a couple of days. So this one's kind of off the wall. Give me just a sec. Let's throw this up. Shout out Eddie for the uh, for the uh, for the question here. Let me play this. Touchdown, Florida State! Touchdown, FSU! It's our new uh, play-by-play guy, Jeff Colhane. Anytime somebody throws in a super chat, you said you're not a big beer guy. Are you a bourbon guy? Are there any bourbon spots in Wake that we should know the, about? The best spot to go, like pregame that I've heard of recently, is Wiseman Brewery. It's right next to the Ramcat, which is a place I went and saw Mike Campbell, the Dirty Knobs, play just the other day. If, if you, no one knows who Mike Campbell is, that was a longtime lead guitarist for Tom Petty. So, um, so me, yeah, I, I caught them at the Ram Cap, but right next door is Wiseman Brewery. And Pat Forty even wrote about them in his like 40 minutes column or whatever that just nice. hit earlier today. So that's the place I would suggest. Um, that's the only thing that comes to mind right offhand. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for indulging us with the off the wall ones. If you guys have off, off the wall. Oh, see, yeah. Brian says Wiseman's good stuff. So, um, okay, cool. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the game, a little about what we expect. Um, Sam Hartman, we, we talked about him, six touchdowns uh, against a banged up, but still pretty, you know, still a Clemson defense, right? Secondary, a little bit injured right now. We'll see how quickly those guys can get uh, back. Is there anything or anybody that can actually slow Sam Hartman down? <laughs> Is that a possibility this year? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I really, I really don't. It's one of those things that if you, you know, prior to Saturday, I would say that Clemson's really the only team that has been able to slow down Sam Hartman this Wake Forest offense. So in lieu of them being able to do it, I think I think the only 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 people that can slow down the Wake Forest offense is Wake Forest. Like if they don't come and give their best effort, you know, and and don't, you know, I know I know Florida State has some studs on the defensive line. You know, if the offensive line doesn't come out and play well, you know, if they have injuries, perhaps on the offensive line, then those type of things could could uh, could slow Wake Forest down. Um, but but I don't really necessarily think an opposing team at this point really can. I think that the way the offense does, is designed to take what the defense gives. You know, either you're going to decide to load the box and, and and completely stop the running game, or you're going to put some guys out on the perimeter to slow down Donovan Green and A.T. Perry, and that's going to open things up over the middle. It's like a pick-your-poison type of thing. And because of the way Wake Forest runs the offense, where Hartman's literally reading the play as it's unfolding, I think that they're always going to be able to move the ball and score points. The question is, will the Wake Forest defense get enough stops to, to win the game? Yeah, and that was going to kind of be my follow-up. Um, defensively, Wake – at times didn't didn't look very good in Clemson and Clemson is Clemson, but their offense really seemed to find it a different level. Um, but even if you say like, ah, eh, it's Clemson, it's Clemson. Uh, I graduated from Liberty and, and they didn't look very good against the Liberty team that you would say like, okay, well, you don't, you know, you can get the pass for not being good defensively against Clemson. You, you don't get that same pass against Liberty. Um, do you, you know, Florida state's offense has been pretty good this year. What, what are your thoughts on that, on that Wake Forest defense this week matching up against Jordan Travis and the running backs they have and, and the the team on that side. I'm one of the guys that will tell you that I still don't think Liberty's – I hope none of the Liberty folks are watching this. I still don't think Liberty's that good of a team this year. I mean, they just <laughs> barely got past Akron last year. I think Wake Forest just laid an unusual egg. You know, despite all that maturity and experience, I think they were looking ahead to next week at Clemson. So, 
Um, and that's not something a mature and, and experienced and, and, and deep team should do. But I think that's what happened. Um, defensively, they're making strides. Um, I, last year, they were one of the worst defenses in the league. And I think for Wake Forest, it's one of those things that there's, there's, they're striving to be mediocre on defense. Like if they can just get a mediocre defense and you add in the offense that they have, they can be really dangerous, right? So entering into the Clemson game, they had done a great job of getting off the field on third down. Like teams were only converting 20% of third downs against Wake Forest. But then Clemson converted everything. They, you know, converted like the first seven. They converted converted 16 for 23 on the game. They converted two third and sixes from the 21-yard line to score the two touchdowns in overtime. And DJ was just throwing dime after dime. I mean, DJ was – he had a great game. You know, uh, there were a couple plays where Wake maybe could have made a play on the ball, including like either the first or second touchdown of the game. Yeah, it was it a drop to, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah it had a, had a good chance at a pick. Uh, but besides that, DJ put the ball where his receivers could get it, yeah. and they got it. Uh, so you, once again, you tip their cat and say, tip your cap and say, congratulations. Um, but they have, they're better up front. They've got a very deep and experienced and talented defensive line. I think they're better at linebacker too with, with Ryan Smith and Chase Jones. I think when they have all their pieces in the secondary, they'll be dangerous. Um, but right now, Kalen Carson's a question mark. Brendan Harris is supposedly out for a couple of weeks. And then Kobe Davis, their top nickel, is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, so it's like three of their top seven are out with injuries in the secondary. And so why everybody made a big point about Clemson being down those guys in the secondary and Wake Forest being able to pick those guys apart. Wake was down some guys in the secondary too. So if they get some of those guys back, I think the defense has a chance to be pretty good, but they can't get back fast enough. They need them now. Yeah, Florida State's struggling with some of that as well. Just on the other – in another unit, the defensive line has some guys banged up. They do have really, really good depth on the defensive line. And, uh, you know, if they can get one or two of those couple guys banged up, then I think they'll be in really good shape. But uh, secondary is 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 pretty healthy. Linebacking core is pretty healthy. But um, kind of want to go to the third unit. Florida State's had an excellent special teams this year. In fact, you know, by some publications, ranked number one in the country, had a kick return for a touchdown last week. Uh, Kicking game has some struggles. Certainly aren't going to be pulling any 55-yarders out uh, this weekend. But um, what about – tell me about Wake's special team. Do you see them as a a net positive, net negative, kind of – just kind of in the middle? Where where do you see that unit for Wake? I think from a special teams perspective, there's a couple guys in the return game that they're excited about. Um, um, and, you know, Taylor Morin's a really good punt returner. You know, if Wake actually forces, you know, Florida State to punt any, you know. <laughs> and then yeah. from a kicking perspective, now Matthew Dennis right now is a perfect, I think, seven for seven on the season. It might be better than seven for seven now. But, uh, you know, he's perfect on the season. I did notice that the, the – the, I can't remember the Florida State kicker's name, but I noticed he'd missed like a trio already. So yeah. uh, that had to be a little bit concerning. Um but, yeah, they've got some guys that like in their turn game. In terms of kickoffs, um, it's one of those strange things that Ivan Mora it will be the punter, will be the kickoff guy too. And early on, look for him to try to just kick it out of the end zone. But it seems as the game goes on, they'll try some pooch, pooch kicks instead yeah. because they're worried about his leg getting fatigued. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some pooch kicks uh, later in the later in the game. 
because they tried that against uh, tried that against Clemson last week with varying levels of success. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm kind of seeing special teams right now. So I'll ask you this, and then I'll, we'll we'll kind of get your prediction if you've made one and, and and get you out of here, man. I really appreciate you for for taking some time with us. Uh, hopefully, we get a better game than we got last year when when you were on with us. We, we'd like to not have a 21-point blowout either. Well, that, that, that was a fine game. I don't remember anything wrong with that one. <laughs> yeah. I was say, if we get a 21-point blowout, hopefully it's the other way this time. I don't know if I can sit through another one of those. But um, talking about FSU having some guys banged up, Wake having some guys banged up. And and I don't want to uh, – the offenses are so different, and it's really just been four games, so it's hard to, it's hard to judge. But to me, if the offenses are, are a little bit of a – wash and the special teams are a little bit of a wash it really is going to come down to which defense can can get more stops and and does florida state's defense find a way to do that does wake's defense find a way to do that you know obviously if you take out like detrimental mistakes or huge things like that you know yeah if somebody throws a pick six in the fourth quarter they're probably losing um but that's how i kind of see it shaking out so for the offensive build game that we've got in this over under of 60 plus um do you kind of feel the same way that it's whichever defense can kind of get one or two stops there late is probably going to end up winning the game? One or two stops, or even maybe like you referenced in passing, maybe a, a crucial turnover that they create. You know, yeah. I honestly, I really think Wake is going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, I think that you know, especially since the weather seems to be uh, from a from a game time perspective, the last I saw was looking pretty good. Uh, like it'll probably be a dry field. I think the winds will be nominal. There'll be some wind, but I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't bet on college sports because I do some writing directly for the school, and I just think that would be, like, immoral. So uh, <laughs> I'm coming off as quite a prude today. <laughs> don't drink, don't bet. Uh, but, but, you yeah. ever smoked smoke a cigar, or can we get you some kind of vice? <laughs> I, I would crush the – well, yeah, I'd have some other vices. But anyway uh, – <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would. I think the over is like an easy bet. You know, I think I think it'll be a high scoring game, and I think it does come down to which team can get a timely stop or two or force a turnover, and and that could go either way. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be a high scoring, uh, close contest that likely goes down to the to the final few minutes. Yeah. Do you have you made a prediction yet for for your website? Have, are you doing one? I will do one, but I haven't made one yet. And here's here's the conundrum, TJ, is that I originally picked Wake when I when the season started. I picked Wake to beat Clemson, and I stand by that pick. But then I had them losing the following week at Florida State. I had them picked to go 10-2 and with losses to Florida State and NC State. So now the question is, do I stick with my pick to lose at Florida State now that they've lost to Clemson? Or do I reverse course on that? It's, it's quite a tough it's, – it's mentally it's a tough pick for me. I think the Deeks – I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it go either way. So, uh, will there be enough of a home field advantage to push the push the nose over the top, or will it be a fluky bounce of a fumbled football that will that will be the difference? You know? I think it'll be – I think it will be fun. If the weather stays away, if there is a lot of weather, and that is kind of an issue, I could – you know, I do like Florida State's running game a lot. I, yeah. I hate Wake's running game, uh, but it is effective. <laughs> it, it does work uh, really, really well. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Les, where can people follow you over the next few days? Where can they find your work? Um, Flor- Florida State Twitter can find me at, at Les <laughs> yeah. underscore Johns on Twitter. And, yeah. then, uh, and once they again, know. 
hello to all the Florida State fans. I had no problem with you guys. I'm I'm glad you guys are happy. And then you can find me at Demon Deacon Digest in the 24-7 Sports Network. So, And then you can find me somewhere in Tallahassee Friday night, hopefully, looking for a bite to eat. Well, we're big Guthrie's fans here, so if you haven't made your way by a Guthrie's and gotten that greasy fried chicken, I know you got Bojangles up there by you. Completely different. It's, it's like closer to a Zaxby's or a Raising Cane's, but Guthrie's is really good. Madso is really, really good. Um, if you're going Friday night, it'll be quite the scene there. So maybe, you know, it, it gets pretty wild in there, but Madison Social is a lot of fun too. So, awesome. man, travel safe. Please be careful on the roads and, um, man, enjoy your time in Tallahassee and then get back home safe as well, my man. Thanks, TJ. Take care. Hope it's a good game. Thanks, Les. Thanks. Les Johns of the Demon Deacon Digest. Uh, I think we're going to get Richie on here in just a minute. Let me uh, let me plug this real quick, and then I'll add Richie in. Um, we introduced you to, and you know about Rohan Law for their support. and They are the good luck charm, 4-0 with them sponsoring this preview show. Hopefully we get that to 5-0 this weekend. But they are giving back, and we're going to pick a winner this weekend for two Champions Club tickets and a parking pass to the Clemson matchup. If you want a chance to win two Champions Club tickets to the Clemson game, as well as their parking pass, text the word Knowles, N-O-L-E-S, to 850-809-1906. Again, that's just the word Knowles, N-O-L-E-S, to 850-809-1906. That'll give you a chance to win a pair of Champions Club tickets to the FSU Clemson game. We're going to pick a winner this weekend, so get that in now courtesy of Rohan Law, your best friends on your worst day. Again, you can follow them on social media at Rohan Law PC. Again, N-O-L-E-S to 850-809-1906. I can't read that number again. If you don't have it, you have to figure it out yourself. Um, let's get Richie in here. See if this thing works. Richie, essential worker in yourself. I am. It's, I got here about 5.30 this morning, and I'll probably not leave until the Saturday let's, uh, let's lose – see if you can lose the AirPods. They just sound – AirPods sometimes do this. See if you can just go off the speaker on your phone, and it sounds better. No, terrible. You sound like uh, – you know, you sound like you sound like Bane on, uh, uh, on Batman. So here's what we'll do. I won't make you talk as much. Because you sound off. Can have you disconnected the air? Are they disconnected from the thing? Yeah. Um. Yeah. They just. It doesn't sound great. But uh, we will. We'll motor through. I'll read these, and then you give. You just have to go over under. <laughs> Your audio is so bad. <laughs> no offense. Uh this is our made equal pick six. I want to give a quick shout out to Made Equal Clothing. It's a clothing brand that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and financially supports uh, local charities and partners working to bring positive change for it. Primary objective is to create a platform for anyone and everyone to talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe space. The best thing about them is they donate 10% of your order to one of their local partners that they that you can choose from on a list. One of those is the Boys and Girls Club there at the big bit at the bend um, that Rising Spear gives back to a ton, and they do a lot of events at. We've got other ones as well, but it's madeequalco.com. On social media, it's madeequalco. Follow them and support them. I know Richie's looking at those joggers yet. They better be paying him overtime while he's going on uh, 
all of this all this overnight stuff at the uh, at the job. But uh, made equal co. I'm going to shoot their link here in the comments so that you guys can go check out what they've got. I know they're working with some of our athletes too, some of our NIL athletes. And so shout out to Made Equal Clothing, my guy Chirag over there. Happy birthday, happy late birthday. He celebrated his birthday last weekend while the Knolls were going 4-0 in Dilt Campbell Stadium. They launched their new website with the new clothing and merch updated. So give back to people supporting the underprivileged in our local communities in Tallahassee, madeequalclothing.com, madeequalco.com. All right, Richie, I'll go through these. I'll let you answer first when you want. Uh, I don't know where Harlan is. I don't know if the roll-up's still going on or what they've got going over there. But uh, I think Harlan is is MIA tonight, so he gets a zero for every answer because we can't we couldn't verify it live on the end, a screen. So we are we should have a chance to jump in front of him. We'll update last week's scores on here. Um, I just don't have them in front of me. Jordan Travis over under two hundred and sixty five and a half passing yards are these the official ones did you get these off the app hope you're on mute now now you now i lost you completely they, they weren't loaded yet for florida state so oh you sound great you sound great now it was the airpods these are the barn sports book barn sports book all right uh what you got um i think i'm gonna go over i think you know if it was raining like we had thought it was, they would have tried to pound the ball. But I think, you know, they have a lot of confidence in Jordan Travis, and Jordan Travis has a lot of confidence in himself. A different receiver has led this offense every single week. I'm going to I'm gonna go over. I'm going to edit your line on this next one and see if you stick with it because I think it's – I think your line's a little too easy here. Um, you, had, you had Hartman at two and a half. I mean, he threw for six last week against Clemson. I'm going to up it to three and a half, and I'm taking the over. At three and a half. I'll take the under. Okay. See, you had the over before that, but we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens here with this one. Um, FSU with 185.5 rushing yards. Um, you go ahead and you go first on this one. I think since I went over on Jordan Travis's passing yards, I'm going to go under here. I just think they're going to have a lot of success throwing the ball. Um, and yeah, it's, he had his first 300 yard game last week. I, I, I see that happening again. I'm going to go over here. I think Florida state tries to utilize Travis's legs a little bit more than they have this year. I think they've, I don't want to say been saving it, but I, I almost feel like it's been saved. So I don't have any inside info. Don't, don't run to the message boards and tell everybody that I said that you were going to see Travis run, but I think that they are going to use his legs a little bit more. And I do think our running backs get off a little bit. So give me the over here. Uh, A.T. Perry, 87 and a half receiving yards. I'm I'm going to go under here. What did, uh, what did Zay finish with? Um, One catch for five yards. I'm telling you, man, I, I think Florida State's done a good job locking guys down. Amarion Cooper played the second most snaps of any cornerback last week, and it was only short by a yard. I'm sorry, only short by one snap. I thought I think Amarion Cooper being back is huge for Florida State. I'll go under here. I feel fairly good about it too. Yeah, and I think that um, you know the interception he had that's only going to boost his confidence again. Um, I'm also on the under here. I I think he'll get 70 to 80, but I think they keep him you know under that 87 and a half line there. 
Both have the under on that one. FSU fourth down attempts that they go for. I feel like this is a really high line. Do you want to move the line around a little bit? You want to what, go two and a half? Let's go two and a half. Um, okay. And I've still got the under there. So maybe I, we should go one and a half. <laughs> if it's two and a half, I'll go over because I think any fourth down on the Wake Forest side of the field, they're going for it. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I'm still going to go under. I'm going to say we move the ball well enough to not not have to do it as much. Um sacks or tackles for losses for Florida state at four and a half. I like the over here. Uh, so I'll, you know, I, I think that I, I think verse may have may maybe back. Um, obviously it'd be massive if he is, even if he's not though, I, I feel pretty good about it. So give me the over on this. Yeah, I think I'll take the over too. And, and my reasoning is that long mesh point, right? Florida state has some guys up front that can really blow that up. I, I don't expect to see of it, but I think coop could have a really big game. Um, I think they get to Hartman at least once or twice. So I, I think we're on the same page here with the over. Yeah, I think that mesh play, it'll burn you sometimes, but there will be sometimes that somebody really sneaky like Tatum Bethune will jet in there and and get a tackle for a loss for sure. So I like that. Um, okay, let's do uh, – again, I, I don't know, again, if if Harlan is – is uh, let me see if the roll-up's still going on. If that's why uh, – no, they're, they, they're wrapped up. So – uh, oh no, they're on a different platform. So yeah, maybe that's why, but no worries. Let's do some score predictions. Let's get a thought from you on the game. We talked to the last and we broke that down, but, uh, let's get your thought on the game and then score prediction. I'll get mine and we'll try to get out of here. If you're watching, if you're listening, whether on replay or live, hit the subscribe button that's underneath us. We're going to bring you guys coverage all through the weekend all through the game, we'll do a reaction show to the game immediately after kick, whether we win or lose. We'll do another show on Friday. We've got more content coming out. I spoke with Mike Glennon yesterday on Jordan Travis. Really good stuff there that we put an interview out for. So hit subscribe on the channel button. Uh, I think we're almost to 2,000. So you guys help us get there. I think right now we are 1994. So do me a favor and hit the subscribe button on the channel and get us up over 2,000. Uh, Richie, thoughts on the game i'll be brief it's, it's getting a little hectic over here um i haven't got to look into it a whole lot this week you know we've been busy at work where i'm probably gonna be till friday morning um but i think it's a race to 35 right i think florida state can get there i think you know if they protect the ball they're gonna win the game i think it'll come down to turnovers right because if, if you have a minus six turnover margin like you did last year against them you're not gonna win the game sure. i don't see that happening jordan travis is actually playing he did not last year that was mckenzie milton um, the games at home, I think the crowd, it, it may not be a sellout because of everything going on in the state, but they're going to be loud, right? It, it's it, They're going to be excited to be there to see a 4-0 top 25 matchup. Um, Florida State 41, Wake Forest 30. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. I do think the uh, – and if you need to go, I, you know, I've probably got about five more minutes of ranting and then we'll get out of here. But um, Yeah, I'm, i got to hop out. <laughs> all right, cool. Hey, stay safe. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out. Um, for your few minutes there. We'll give you a pass for this week. Go Knowles. See, bud. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think that Florida state will, yeah, I don't think it'll be um, a sellout by any means. I do think that uh, Florida state will pack the place fairly well. I think that you'll probably see between 50 and 65,000 people inside of Doug for the game. That might be a little bit ambitious, but I, I do think that, with the state, with the storm moving on, you're probably going to um, 
you're probably going to see people from South Florida not be able to make it. Maybe people from Orlando. I do think that people from Jacksonville and Florida and Tampa and that side of the state, north of the Tallahassee, are going to be able to make it. I think students will come back for the game. I think the student section will be full. Chiefs will be there. I think that uh, Florida State will have a fine crowd. Probably would have been pretty close to a sellout had the hurricane not happened. But I still think it'll be really, really good. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if you had – 60 65,000 people there. Um, yeah, I think the we will have more than Vandy for, for those that ask. Vandy had 24,000 when uh when Wake went up there. I would imagine that we at least double that. I'd be shocked if we had less than 50. Um, I do. I, I think I kind of mentioned this with less. I think the offenses are pretty similar. I think they'll both have a lot of success. Um, I do think Florida State's defense is better. I think Florida State's special teams is better. And so the offense, if they don't lay an egg. Or if the defense just doesn't regress a ton and 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 kind of blow it, I think the Noles win this game. I've got it a little bit closer than Richie does. Um, I think it's something like forty-one to thirty-seven. Like I do think it's really really high scoring, but I've got the Noles winning this forty-one to thirty-seven would be my final score. Um, you know, Wake's a really good team. I think the fact that you've seen the line move in Florida State's direction pretty considerably is really a positive sign there's a lot of confidence in the Knowles unless there's just a huge swing back and it goes back down to like wake minus six or wake minus five and a half on Saturday morning I really like the Knowles to win this and win it close but I, I do think the Florida State's a little bit better of a team at this point that wake secondary is banged up I don't think they have the depth that Florida State has on the defensive line Florida State's defensive line is banged up but I do think that uh they have enough guys in that rotation to really make Wake's life pretty miserable with that mesh thing. I think they will get after Hartman. I don't know if they'll force any turnovers or cause any mistakes, but they've been pretty opportune this weekend. Gotten some interceptions, two last week against Boston College. I think that they'll be uh, pretty good and in pretty good shape if they play well. If they come out and lay an egg, then you know, you'll be looking at a 4-1 and team instead of a 5-0. and um, Harlan, I know you just got here. Yeah, jump in. I'm going to go rapid fire with your – with your things here, Jordan Travis over under six, 265 and a half yards passing over. Storms will be gone. Um, Sam Hartman over under three and a half passing touchdowns under uh, FSU over under 185 rushing yards, 185 over. and a half over uh, AT Perry, 87 and a half receiving yards over under. Hmm. Over. FSU fourth down attempts times they go for it over under two and a half. Oh, I'll go under. And last one, FSU sacks or tackles for a loss over under four and a half. Over. And what's your score? Man, I don't think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. Uh, I got 45-28. State. I'll be there in the stands. Root them on. My man, my man. Good stuff, Harlan. Thank you, man. Harlan Harris, our producer. Better late than never, but he did show up. So shout out to people to show up. If you're late getting to Tallahassee this weekend, no problem. Go show up. Go be there. Um, yeah, pack it out. If you, if there's any chance that you can get to Tallahassee safely, you don't have a big mess to clean up or anything at home. Uh, I would encourage you to try and get to Tallahassee. Going to be a fun one this weekend. Try and get to five and zero. I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors one more time. I'll go through this. If you guys have any questions, we're, we'll wrap up here in like two minutes. 
but hit the super chat. Feel free to hit the super chat. I'll answer any question you guys have. We'll do it on the super chat. I saw some good ones in there, but we just need to wrap up. I will do it if you hit the super chat. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's $5, $10, whatever. Hit the super chat if you have any specific questions that you want answered on whatever. Recruiting injuries, it doesn't matter. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll spill it all if you get it in before the end of this uh, little ad read. Shout out Bay Cannon Beer Co. Again, I put the link in the description and in the comments to go to Bavana and buy their beer. You guys are going to buy a beer anyway. It's priced very affordably there on the Bavana app or on the website. It's the Bay Cannon Beer Co. The Maxwell's the stout that I love. They've got some really, really good stuff on there. Some different hemp seltzers, or I'm sorry, some CBD seltzers. Really, really good stuff. Bavana.com. It's the Bay Cannon Beer Co. We'll be back there next Wednesday night, previewing NC State, um, supposing that we don't have a hurricane coming through. Made Equal Clothing. Again, giving back to our local communities encouraging diversity you can go to madeequalco.com to order from made equal clothing they've got some really fire joggers on there that you guys need to go check out and see i know richie's getting those um really really good stuff they're also going to be working with some of our athletes through nil so shout out made equal co made equal clothing rohan law um again we are giving away two tickets to the clemson game in the champions club if you just text the word Knowles, N-O-L-E-S, to 850-809-1906, that's 850-809-1906 to win two Champions Club tickets to the Clemson game. That also comes with a parking pass. We're going to give that away this weekend. I'll talk with them. We'll probably be giving that away on probably on Sunday's show. Maybe that's a good time to do it. First thing Sunday morning. So tune in Sunday morning. If you uh, are around, you will want to be here for the giveaway of the tickets I'll confirm with them and I'll chat with them just to make sure that that's the case. Um, But Rohan Law giving away a couple of tickets to the Clemson Florida State game in two weeks uh, against, uh, I'm sorry, in the Champions Club. Appreciate them and their support. Also appreciate um, Made Equal Clothing and Bacon and Beer Co. for all that they do. Um, I didn't get any super chats in, so I guess you guys don't have any questions. I don't think we have anything else tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with more content. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a live show where you guys can ask questions on Friday at some point, supposing I don't lose power. Um, and then we'll be back Saturday to talk about the game after the Knowles pick up, hopefully a huge win to get to five and zero against Wake Forest. Thank you guys for hanging out again. We're six subscribers away from 2,000, so smash that subscribe button. If you're on your phone, you may need to swipe down and hit the subscribe button. There's about 70 people in here. I know that uh, stats say about 80% of you are not subscribed, so I need six of you to step up and hit that subscribe button, get us to 2,000, and uh, I, I, if, if, if we get to 2,000 tonight, I feel pretty good about a Knowles win on Saturday. So do your job uh, and help the Knowles. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, stay safe out there uh, through this hurricane. Be vigilant, be aware, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles.